When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Twin City Sam Phelan up there in Minneapolis, Minnesota for Titans-Vikings joint practices. Uh, we are A to Z Sports, Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live weekday mornings at 8 central time uh, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show on Twitter X, uh, segment by segment. Also hit us up on TikTok, Instagram, and Threads uh, as they uh, more Titans content consistently going out there. Uh, Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you. Uh, like our friends at Wilson County Hyundai, wilsoncountyhyundai.com is where to go. Make them a part of your new car buying process and uh, check them out in Lebanon at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage rates and service at fbhp.com slash atoz. The Aura app, keeping us all safe online. Aura.com slash ATOZ is where to go for a two-week free trial to get rid of data brokers from your life. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in the mid-state, Columbia, Murfreesboro, Franklin, online at KrebsKubota.com. So, Sam, I did see we had a a question. You already favorited uh, that in uh, the comments. We'll get to that here momentarily. I guess we'll just do it now. Nick asked, yeah, will, there be, there, so. will there be a Bone and Joint segment later today? Yes. Uh, our friends at the Bone and Joint Institute, we've already getting ready for that. So uh, right before Sam goes to practice today, we will uh, talk with uh, our, one of the experts at the Bone and Joint Institute, Dave Kempfert, who is their lead physical therapist uh, there at the Bone and Joint Institute in Franklin to learn about the Traylon Burks injury that is, in fact, an LCL sprain. We got that from Ian Rappaport uh, last night from the NFL Network. So here's Rappaport's report right there. Uh, Traylon Burks, an LCL sprain during practice today. Sources say after the MRI, this is good news, as Burks should only be missing a few weeks. A scare, but a solid result. So, Sam, before we go any further, <clears throat> here is the video of Traylon Burks' injury at Titans-Vikings joint practice on Wednesday. You kind of take it from here because you were there. So what was your perspective and watching uh, that injury in, in with your own two eyes? And we all saw the video, which, you know, we'll play several times here, but Sam, what was your perspective on that? Yeah. So, I mean, that was uh, during 11 on 11 period, Ryan Tannehill's second series, the final play of the starters being out there for that section of 11 on 11. You see Tannehill obviously hits trailing deep, beat his guy went from, Highest of highs uh, to the lowest of lows real quick for the Titans uh, as we're sitting there trying to, you know, look for some exciting things to report back to the fans back at home in Nashville. And, you know, it went from 
I, I was halfway typing out my Ryan Tannehill finds Traylon Burks for the long touchdown tweet mm-hmm. uh, when I see Traylon start grabbing at his leg. And that video actually cuts off a little bit early. He went d- back down to the ground after that uh, and then got helped up, I believe, by Kyle Phillips, who was down there with him. Right. When he did that, very clearly upset, took his helmet, slammed his helmet down, was not happy. Uh, and then had some trainers walk out and and run out to him where he was helped off the field. He went out the back of the end zone in between where the two fields uh, connect, like where the end zones back up to each other. Uh, And so he got helped off, not putting any weight on his leg. He was just hopping on his right leg. And so you see that you see a guy go down, you see a guy that frustrated and you see him not putting any pressure on his leg. You think the worst a lot of the time. And, uh, he originally had waved off the cart, but then, uh, you know, was plopped back down on the cart. Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins all came over to console Traylon while he sat there with his hands on his head. And then Rand Carthon went over there as well and was talking to his whiteout, uh, who was then carted off the field and whisked away um, in kind of a, you know, a blur. It was real quick. I, I know you had kind of texted me like, what was the reaction and the feeling in practice? But at the time, there were two different fields with two different 11-on-11 periods going on. Right. And while all this yeah. is happening, Will Levis has already taken the field and is running 11-on-11. So people are kind of trying to split yeah. their attention. I missed the entire set of Will Levis reps moving down to see what was going on with Traylon. Uh, and it, so practice didn't slow down at all. Practice didn't stop at all. And then as the cart came off, uh, I had noted, uh, you know, he it kind of drove right past us. And uh, Paul Kaharski pointed out to me that Traylon was holding underneath his left calf, almost like right behind his left knee yeah. to his left calf areas where he was holding up. So immediately we kind of had ruled out the idea of ACL, um, anything on like the the front of the knee. Uh, but I, you know, I thought ham. Uh, Sorry, uh, that meniscus was in play. I thought uh, MCL could potentially be in play or, you know, whatever it could be, calf strain. And for a while, very scary, but all things considered, probably pretty good news. Yeah, and so uh, David Brown says, sources, uh, but nobody officially from the Titans organization has confirmed this. David, I don't know if you're new here, but nobody from the Tennessee Titans organization is ever really going to confirm an injury when they're not uh, binded by a CBA from the NFL to disclose injury news. uh, All right. Also, I mean, this is coming from the Titans organization. Yeah. Where do you think think that's, yeah. Like, where do you think NFL media employee Ian Rappaport is getting his information from? (laughs) Ian Rappaport is getting this from the Titans. So this is, you know, the reason rap is so reliable. The reason everybody, you know, he, he's one of the Kings of the scoop game is because of his connections within the organization. So while the Titans may not have publicly addressed, uh, you know, the the diagnosis on Traylon Burks, that is where that is coming from, from Rap Sheet, no doubt. Right. And so I, I want to play the video again because I've gotten several uh, comments that I wanted to share about this because uh, the video, uh, let's play it, 17 seconds of Traylon Burks practice injury. I hate playing injury videos, but luckily this was like far enough away where there's nothing crazy there. But here is... Uh, the Burks injury from yesterday. Yeah, 
several comments from you guys. Uh, Ronnie saying he looked pissed. Uh, I yeah, definitely look angry uh, with what was going on there. And well, uh, look, it cut out before where he, he got was really, really mad. yeah, like, yeah. And so I I was thinking this because I I learned yesterday Traylon Burks and I guess I remembered yesterday Traylon Burks tore his ACL in his left knee in high school. And so, you know, if you have another knee injury to an injury that's already had a significant knee injury, you're going to be extra mad. Uh, All right. Then says he wasn't even touched. And Jonathan says, are they on turf or grass and saying it looked like they're it's turf outside on the practice field. Am I correct? I think so. Based on the one-on-one videos that you've posted, I'm pretty sure it's turf. I, I have a hard time paying that much attention to it nowadays. They, they all feel the same to me. Like they're all kind of yeah. similar. So I'll, right. maybe I'll, uh, that'll be on my agenda. As soon as I get out there today, I'll reach down. I'm pretty and see sure it's turf based it's on probably the... some sort of like of the hybrid, uh, yeah. turf that has some of the, um, same, right. You know, grass like qualities. Titans Kyle says it was how he straight legged, uh, yep. straight leg landed with his upper body twisted to make the catch. I think it was also that, or a potential buckle or some goofy landing when he was kind of tumbling towards, uh, the ground after making the catch and definitely a scare, right? So, um, very, and I, look, good throw, hell of a catch, uh, was able to beat the defender, smoke the defender on the way to a big touchdown. And, uh, with Ian Rappaport saying a, uh, a LCL sprain is the injury. According to his sources, good news. Burke should only miss a few weeks, a scare, but a solid result considering. So Sam, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how this impacts the Titans offense, but we want to get the chat involved with the emotion, the roller coaster of yesterday. So the first question we're going to ask you guys, what was your level of freak out yesterday on a one through 10 scale before you learned about it was just a sprain? So what was your level of freak out before the Traylon Burks uh, news came out that it was just a sprain uh, on a one through 10, 10 being, oh my God, red alert, this thing's about to blow up. But what was your level of freak out? Um, we'll get to all of your comments here. But first, hey, the Bone and Joint Institute, they are the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. And they're awesome because we're going to talk later this morning, 1130 a.m. Central Time is when that's going to happen to Dave Kimfort, the lead physical therapist there at the Bone and Joint Institute in Franklin about what an LCL sprain is, uh, how long it's going to keep Traylon Burks out, the type of rehab, what does this mean for a wide receiver, uh, and really how does this impact him going into year two that we have such high hopes for. So that is a Doc Talk segment coming up with the Bone and Joint Institute, Dave Kimford, their lead physical therapist at 11.30 a.m. Central Time, so just about three hours from right now too. So, uh, so make sure you check that out. But the Bone and Joint Institute, that's where you need to go whenever an injury occurs in your life. Uh, whether Whatever happens in life, injuries happen. You need to make sure you know who you can trust, boneandjointtn.org. Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You sign up with the king of sportsbooks and you get a second chance to win big, even if your first bet loses, up to $1,000 in the form of a bonus bet. That's why every game and every play mean more and why we love BetMGM. Sign up with the bonus code ATOZ Sports at BetMGM.com today. All right, so Sam, the question we're asking everybody in the chat, what was your level of freakout on a 1 through 10 basis before you actually learned 
the Traylon Burks injury of the LCL. And uh, I'll send you to the chat because I'm very curious to see what people were doing because it was a yesterday for me was a calm day. I was like, Oh, okay. Sam's up in Minnesota. He's got practice handled. I know all that had some morning meetings, got done with that, ran some midday errands, came back, had another meeting in the afternoon and then boom, all hell breaks loose. So go to the chat on a one through 10 basis. What was the level of freak out from a lot of Titans fans? Ashley's at a nine. Uh, we've got an eight. We've got Luman at a 9.9. Mine six from Eric, a nine from Clayton, 10 from Willie, 10 from Will, 10 from Steven, 10 from Major Keys, an 11 from Titans Kyle, 9.5 from Orlando. Uh, we've got another 11, another nine, another nine, another 10, 10, 10, 10. Jeff is only at a one, but he's a Colts fan. So. He was at a one for the Colts, which is probably a 10 for the Titans, uh, a seven from Titan Up, a 10 from Stephen King, a 10 from Joseph and I.R. Hoshi and Xavier and Jaron and uh, Bald and Bearded and Eddie. Uh, Kaon was at a seven. Uh, we have a four from Ken, a 10 from Daniel and Deshaun, who had already quit the season. <laughs> already quit the season. <laughs> Deshaun, oh. that's fair enough. That's sports fans in a nutshell right there. Yeah. But wait, don't even wait for the diagnosis. Season over. Uh, 8.6, 5, 2, 10, uh, 2, 8, not again, 10 plus, 9, 9, 10. We're getting full freakouts here, Austin. We are getting 9s, 9.5s, and 10s. Low ends are like these 5s and 4s right here yeah. from Maserati Mac. But uh, so you said it was a calm day for you. Until uh, it wasn't. And then you, you dealt with the whirlwind of meeting plus, uh-oh, Traylon Burks is hurt all at the same time. So where did your freakout level go? So I, I'll, I'll say I'll kind of go even more behind the curtain. So I, I was uh, literally about to start cooking lunch. I had my AirPods in. I had Blaine and Mickey in my ears after my errands. And I hear Mickey go, oh, Lucas just told me something in my ear and it's not good. And I was like, what? And then immediately phone call. And so like Blaine and Mickey went off and my phone started ringing in my ears and I didn't have a, ten, a chance to like process what Mickey was saying, but I knew this is your meeting. Phone this call. Is, no, no, this is just random phone call. <laughs> like I, oh, okay. I was getting ready for like lunch cooking and phone call. Boom. And I was like, Oh my God, what happened? So I take this phone call and glance over to Twitter and I see everybody's tweets, including yours of Traylon Burks down injured, not good. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Oh no. And I'm freaking out. And I'm like, I have to call you back. <laughs> and so I get off the phone, start doing some things, start organizing content and reaction and all this type of stuff. And so what was my level of freak out? Because there was a solid 30 minutes or so or an hour with no video. And that level of freak out was very high. The video comes out. And I think I calmed a little bit with the video because I, I, I felt that the I didn't think ACL and I and I tweeted this out there that with his tumbling, stumbling, all of that, it's very easy for a lot of body weight and force to come down goofy on a leg while you're doing that and for something to buckle in the knee. And so is that ACL? I was kind of thinking meniscus. You texted us about the back of the calf pain, and I immediately thought hey, that could be ACL because front of knee, back of knee pain is ACL that I've experienced. But that also could be meniscus. And so I'm, you know, hoping for not the worst. So my official level of freak out, 8.5. 8.5. Because I I got to the point too where I was just like, damn, 
Traylon Burks has been really fun to watch this summer, and I want to keep watching him, and I don't want this to happen. But it was a pretty high level of freak out for me. So 8.5. Yeah, so I'd also like to know how much, like, I tried my best not to be too, uh, you know, too panic in in the moment. But, you know, when the injury happened, I didn't really think it was that serious until I saw Traylon's reaction to his own injury. Because you can see guys a lot of the time, they know when something's wrong. They know when something's messed up. And seeing his level of frustration and the immediate serious concern that a lot of the Titans players had was kind of when I went, Mm, that's not good. Very rarely do you see a guy go down with a knee-ish injury and uh, have to get carted off, not putting any weight on his leg and have it not be at least a significant, you know, six to eight week sort of absence. Uh, yeah. And so even if it wasn't an ACL or something that ended Traylon's season, my immediate thought was he's going to miss some significant time. And the Titans can't afford to go significant time, especially with their the hardest part of their schedule early without Traylon Burks. Yep. The reason they needed to add DeAndre Hopkins was so they had, could have two wide receivers that freed each other up to have one-on-one coverages and for Traylon specifically to beat man coverages down the field and give the Titans a big play ability through the, through the air. Uh, and so with him potentially not in the fold, it felt like disaster for a little bit. So, I mean, I'll say seven because seven. I didn't, I, I, I never really thought, okay, this is an ACL. Okay. This is a season ending thing, but I had a hard time and I, we kept walking back and forth me and Teron Davenport and uh, Gentry from uh, the, the Tennessean. Mm-hmm. We're kind of talking about potential options and we're just saying, I, how is it possible that he doesn't miss six to eight weeks? When right. you go down like that and you start talking about, okay, so he misses two or three weeks with recovery. Then he needs to practice and ramp back up for two or three weeks. And if he doesn't come back till week six, the Titans are in trouble. Oh, um, yeah. Like, yeah. So, you know, we, that's kind of what we kept saying. And so I was at a seven feeling like it's not season ending, but this isn't good. And I feel like the news from Ian Rappaport was better than I anticipated it being. Yeah, so if I was an 8.5 during this whole firestorm of, like, I, I was, like, my mind bouncing around of, of going through those things that you just mentioned of how, uh, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is great, but Traylon Burks, I think, makes DeAndre Hopkins better, just like D-Hop makes Burks well, better. And I, I said this to somebody on the sideline, I think I was talking to Paul, yeah, where I said, maybe this is a hot take. I think the Titans need Traylon Burks more than they need DeAndre Hopkins this year. I mean, and I mean, I pocket that, right? <laughs> Let's yeah, pocket what, that what? for more. Pocket that for more conversation because I, I definitely want to dive into that. But like, and so like, I, I feel like after the Rappaport thing, I, it's look. This is still significant, and we'll we'll learn more because again, I'll throw this up on the screen because we do have this coming up later this morning at eleven thirty a.m. Central. Uh, that is the Doc Talk segment uh, with the Bone and Joint Institute. So that's 11.30 a.m. Central on the same channels, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, we will go live, and Sam and I will talk to, da- to Dave Kempert, the lead physical therapist, because the good thing is it doesn't sound like uh, a surgery or anything is needed. So now we've got a lead physical therapist that can talk through what is the LCL sprain and how can a, a wide receiver who has a big, powerful, explosive body like Traylon Burks get back and not mess up too much and still be a big impact because I've loved watching Traylon Burks's 
um, his development over the last summer or so. And uh, Xavier says, uh, Bone and Joint Institute hasn't failed us yet. Uh, they, they don't. Have not. And, You'll learn and something every single time the, the Bone and Joint Institute hops on here. So good. And that's an amazing partnership, and we love it. And Lindsay was one of my first messages after I – Got, you know, Bryce and Jake and Sam and, and Adam Holt and Evan and Zach Reagan and all of our other content people going. I had to text Lindsay at the Bone and Joint Institute say, hey, who can we talk to tomorrow morning? And let's keep an eye on this thing. And so uh, that's coming up at 1130. So <clears throat> I do want to ask this, though. Is this partially my fault? <laughs> so, like, is this partially my fault? So much, because- a lot of people are saying Yes. Uh, so another peel back behind the curtain. Tuesday afternoon, uh, I get asked to go on the Tighten Up podcast with our guys, Jack Gentry and Austin Huff. Uh, and so we're just going through, you know, regular podcast, Titans talk, you know, throwing in some Brentwood Bruins talk with my guy Huff. And then uh, all of a sudden Huff asked me a question that I think, uh, frankly, was unfair for him to ask me. But uh, is this partially my fault? Uh, we can all judge this. The past two seasons have tainted my outlook on really any hope that I have for the Titans because, I look, do I think Tannehill's going to be great this year? Yeah. Do I think he's going to stay healthy? I don't know. Derrick Henry, same thing. Is there any optimism towards the Titans staying any healthier than they have in the past two years? Because one year, that's an offspring. Two years, that's starting to become a trend. Yeah. And now I don't know what to expect coming into this third year. I don't want to say too much because have you guys heard of a practice injury that's happened so far this camp? Oh, geez. not really. Now we have to knock on wood so bad. But seriously, right? No, yeah. it's been pretty clean up to this o- point. OJ, the undrafted rookie tackle, he got hurt yeah. in a practice in the rain. And then you had some guys banged up in that game against the Bears. The one defensive lineman who was not going to make the roster went on IR. He's out for the year. There's some others, but they're really hasn't been anything oh man we are gonna we, this is this you is you asked me to the be, question i, I know, know i know but i just know how this is gonna go <laughs> this is gonna be clipped like wow tighten up podcast jinxes the titans we're gonna get a plethora of injuries hey, now would it really be a jinx though if they're coming off two of the most like <laughs> yeah if, no, yeah, yeah wouldn't it be a jinx it would be, be par for the course <laughs> exactly yeah. I, I don't think we have that much power anyways what a well edited video by the way like yeah shout out austin huff uh super talented no so look i, I think this is more Austin Huff's fault than Austin Stanley's fault because I just answered the question that I was asked and that was literally 20 hours before tra- 22 hours before Traylon Burks goes down at practice but was I wrong when I said it on Tuesday afternoon Sam no like that was exactly what the situation was and I was asked the question and I answered it honestly and then Traylon Burks goes down. Luckily, it's um, just an, an LCL sprain from Ian Rappaport that we'll talk about later on. So, uh, not my fault. Who's? It's more Huff, right? Everybody agrees it's more Huff's fault than me. Well, first of all, uh, the music from Curb the Enth- Curb Your Enthusiasm is like an all timer. I we threw it in our uh, you know our TikTok last week when we Undefeated. were talking to Titans players. Yep, it's so funny. Yeah, it, it plays all the time. Uh, but is it more your fault or more Huff's fault? People are going to blame you. Yes. They're going to blame you. I don't think it's your fault. I don't. Uh, like, I would. I don't blame anybody. I, 
we'll get into that. I, I think this whole, oh, you jinxed it thing, I, silly. But I, I've been on Tighten Up Podcast. I know what Austin Huff is doing over there. He, he's a little <laughs> instigator. He's, tr- he's trying to find, you know, whatever he can. And he remembers these clips and he takes mental notes and then he'll bring it back and burn you on social media. Oh, he literally, he literally like planned that whole thing in the, in live times as, Oh, there's going to be a clip. He's like, they're going to clip this and say that they're going to clip it. No, who is that? They is you, they is you Huff. We all know what you're doing there. So look, I look funny. Now that we know Traylon Burks is just going to be a month ish. Funny, funny, funny. But I will say, Sam, people did not take this very lightly yesterday on social media. There were some nasty, nasty messages uh, on the Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook of people really going at us for how bad this was. We have don't have any control over something happening several states away from us in Minnesota, which is uh, ah, it's funny to me. Like, I love um I love you getting ripped for 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 jinxing it. I think that's funny. I I think you know it, it comes with the territory on these things. But if it's a serious comment and you seriously believe that Austin's comment is why Traylon Burks got hurt, we're gonna need to dial it back a little bit. We're gonna need yeah. to we're gonna need to do some self uh, you know, self. What what am I looking for here? Self evaluation. Yeah, some introspection. We got to start, you know, evaluating where we're at if, if that's what we're uh, putting a lot of stock in here. So, yeah, all for the, uh, you know, ironic and so, sort of satirical ripping of Austin being at fault for Traylon's injury. But if we're getting serious with it, it's like, eh, I don't know about that. Yeah, um, there were some mean things. There were some people like literally saying like, uh, how, how does this podcast not get fired yet? <laughs> like there was somebody that said that. Uh, there, Eric. Uh, I remember the show where Sam had mentioned if Burks gets injured, the chat started freaking out. I blame Sam, which is true. I, I'll tell like, and this is part of why I'm sitting here coming to your defense as like the the jinx, right? Because our job is to talk about the Titans. Our job is to evaluate what's going on with the Titans and what certain scenarios would look like if they happen with the Titans. And we have to be able to talk about those scenarios without being directly responsible for what goes on on the practice field or, you know, with the injury. So, yeah, I talked about it. I talked about how the Titans were healthy, and I talked about, hey, there's still one Traylon Burks injury away from all hell breaking. And, <laughs> hey, uh, I'm not, you know, I was going to say something else, but I'm not going to do but That's in bad taste considering uh, we're just talking about jinxing stuff, and I know yes. the chattel rip me a new one. If I say what I was about to say, yeah. uh, so. Vrabel, uh, Vrabel is going to shut down A to Z. I, I, Mike Vrabel wishes he could probably shut down almost every media outlet um, because of our situational uh, jinxing or whatever. Uh, it's Vrabel does definitely would wish we would just shut the hell up. I think. Um, all right, but let's Sam, let's have a real football conversation because I do think there is a significant impact that this has over the Titans next month or so. So I want to ask you this question. How does this LCL sprain from Burks impact the Titans next month? But first, let me tell you guys all about our friends at Krebs Kubota. Krebs Kubota, Middle Tennessee's preferred equipment provider and an elite Kubota dealer with three amazing locations 
in Nashville, uh, in Murfreesboro, Franklin, and Columbia. Krebskabota.com is where to go. If you've got stuff and you need projects, if you've got projects around the house and you have to take care of them, Krebs Kubota is the place to turn to because relationships is everything with the Kubota family and with the Krebs family as well. You get the Kubota equipment that's the top-of-the-line equipment when it comes to performance and when it comes to uh, their uh, service and their warranties as well. Krebs family, they've been doing it for 18 years in Middle Tennessee. They've got those deep connections and relationships to make sure they provide you with everything you need for your projects around your property. So check them out online at KrebsKubota.com or their three incredible locations in Columbia, Murfreesboro, and in Franklin at KrebsKubota.com. Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, it's a second chance to win big, even if your first wager loses because you've used the bonus code ATOZ Sports. Up to $1,000 back in your account in the form of a bonus bet and another shot at that first wager. So get with the king of sports books, BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. All right, so Sam, Traylon Burks, according to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, expected to be out roughly a month. Oops, sorry. Uh, roughly a month there with the report of an LCL sprain, a solid result considering the scare that we all talked about in the Bone and Joint Institute uh, Doc Talk segment coming up at 11.30 a.m. Central. So remind you guys of all that here on these same channels. But Sam, what do you think the impact is Is this on the Titans over the next month, because if we're talking three weeks is what Rappaport's saying, three weeks from today is Thursday preparing for the Saints. So that tells you kind of where we're at. And we'll talk with Dave Kemfort of uh, the Bone and Joint Institute there. So you've got, you know, two weeks from now, the 53-man roster is set. So how do you think this impacts the, the Titans next three to four weeks? Well, I'm interested in hearing, uh, you know, in our doc talk later today about, you know, timeline stuff at this point, quite honestly, I would be surprised if Traylon's on the field week one. I just don't think this is a situation that's worth rushing a guy back from injury, especially when you start talking about an LCL, like a ligament in the knee. And like, this is not, you know, a sprained ankle. This is not a cracked rib or whatever. This is something that can have some serious long-term effects on Traylon's season and career, if not handled appropriately. So, I mean, here's the schedule week one. I'm ready to say like that Traylon probably won't be out there. I think you start to ask like, well, when can he get back in this week two, week three area, you know, with some time to get back up to speed in order to, be what the Titans need him to be. So how does it affect them? Well, I think it, for one, they're going to have to, at least in the games that he doesn't play in, win football games a different way and win football games more like they won football games in 2022 instead of maybe how they would have wanted to in 2023. They're going to have to rely on Derrick Henry a lot more. They're going to have to uh, stick with their run first mentality a lot more. And a couple guys are going to have to step up. I think that's Tajay Spears, Chigakonkwo, Kyle Phillips are the first three that come to mind as these pass catchers in the Titans offense that you thought would get some sort of, you know, target share and opportunity as playmakers, but were kind of options three, four, and five for Ryan Tannehill. Well, 
DeAndre Hopkins can't be the only target. And so some of these guys, multiple of these guys are going to have to have an increased role and really step up to the plate to offset, uh, you know, whatever time Traylon is going to miss. So I think those are the two ways it affects them most is who's going to step up of that group and can that group step up? And then two, you know, I think you have to adjust what you're trying to do a little bit more. You can't run the same things with, with, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and Chris Moore, DeAndre Hopkins and Nick Westbrook-Akine that you could with DeAndre Hopkins and Traylon Burks as your top two receivers. Yeah. Um. So <clears throat> the injury 25 days after the injury occurred is Titans at Saints week one. Uh, Titans are three-point underdog. I've already got money on Titans plus three. Uh, so does that put my bet in jeopardy? Yeah, I feel that way a little bit. That was one of the things swirling in my mind uh, throughout yesterday afternoon. But So 25 days is week one, which means 32 days is week two, the home opener against the LA Chargers. And I I kind of agree with what you're saying of the Saints is a game that is very much winnable. And the schedule we know the first six weeks. And it's winnable without Traylon Burks. (laughs) I, I would agree. It's in the first six weeks we know is a gauntlet. And here's the other thing is I think we all know uh, AFC games greater than NFC games when it comes to playoff tiebreakers and everything else that goes into it. And you get five AFC games before the bye week uh, after the one NFC game. So if you can get away with not having to play Burks and give him an extra week of rest or recovery or rehab or whatever it is to get reacclimated, then I think that's something that's worth considering, especially because the Saints are not going to have Alvin Kamara. Uh, I I believe they missed out on the Kareem Hunt situation and Dalvin Cook. So the Saints are in a weird spot. They've got Derek Carr, new situation offensively. Is Michael Thomas going to play? I feel like he hasn't played since pre-COVID. I don't know. So there's there's opportunity for the Titans to win that. So here's what I I do think. think I think it ends one thing for me. And we've talked about this. I've talked about this. I've been trying to find oh, a way. I already know where you're going with this. I've been trying to find a way for Nick Westbrook and Kine to not be needed on this team. I've been trying to find a way to cut Nick Westbrook and Kine. Sean Gill nailed it. It means NWI and potentially an extra wide receiver are locks to make the team. Yeah. I, I do think that this Traylon Burks injury this week ends any possibility of the NWI not being a roster lock. He was already a roster. No, he wasn't a lock. I I think you could say easily he had a head and shoulders lead above anybody else for wide receiver spot five, but there was the door open for somebody else to come take it from him. Now with this injury, the door shut. NWI is on the roster. Does this mean they keep a sixth receiver? I think, yeah, that makes sense too, because you don't necessarily want to go into week one with only four receivers on the roster that would all need to be active and you're talking about Hopkins, your slack guy in Phillips, and two guys who will mainly be special teamers playing a lot of snaps there. So I think you would need that fifth receiver active if Burks is not one of them. Yeah, if Burks is not back, uh, I do think you keep that sixth guy. Um, And maybe it is somebody like Colton Dowell who, you know, Reggie Roberson maybe, who makes this team. Um, but then you think you can get back onto the practice squad week two or week three when, when Traylon's back healthy and back active, I, I'm not sure. Uh, but I, yeah, I think, you know, you've got Hopkins, Phillips, Moore and, and Westbrook Akine locked up to be on this team. Uh, but I think you have to be searching for a fifth guy right now, at least to be an active body for that week one game, because yet yeah, you don't want to run into the situation the Titans had in Philadelphia last year, which is, 
you went from four healthy wide receivers to three healthy wide receivers. And that's difficult when you only have three healthy wide receivers playing a game. You don't know who might get banged up mid game. So yeah, Harrison, Roberson, Dowell, I think are all contenders. Uh, Does this save sure. Racy's? I mean, I, I don't think so. What, what, I really does Racy so. of the receivers we're talking about that are, that might have a new opportunity. Racy McMath is most like Burks as a receiver from a stylistic standpoint. Fair. I'm not talking about from yeah. talent. I'm going from think, a yeah, role, fair. right? Big size, big play threat, like as a guy who's going to run downfield. Marvin wants to know if I'm sleeping on Kiaris Jackson. I don't think Kiaris Jackson is as good as Titans fans want to believe he is. Uh, okay. Um, I have been pretty down on him as far as like, I, I think Trey Sean Harrison and Reggie Roberson are substantially above, substantially above Kiaris Jackson for a contender to make the roster. Okay. Um, I think Kiaris is interesting. I think Kiaris has an opportunity to be neck and neck with those guys. I think he's a little bit more physical than Roberson and, or Roberts. Damn it. That's going to, I just, I also don't think he's as good of a special teamer as Reggie is, or, you know, like yeah. Colton Dowell is. So, I think that hurts him too. He was on punt return for a little bit and he's no longer on punt return. And, and so, yeah. So he like, was on I, kick return. He was on kick return. And, um, and if, and if you're, and if your kick returner right now is Tajay Spears, you probably don't want Tajay Spears returning too many kicks. I think Julius um, Chestnut's a contender to yeah. get kick return. I think sure, there's uh, all, all of these things, right? So I, I think the main point is Traylon Burks does, create other opportunities for receivers to make their case on this roster uh, to start the season at least. And so um, I'd be interested in seeing too, like, does this get somebody like Reggie Roberson on the roster? And does it like, if you feel like he's somebody who, you know, on the field, by the way, has maybe been the most productive of any of these depth guys as, as a receiving threat and, and been the best receiver in terms of making plays and live opportunities. If you feel like he's at least, you know, capable as a wide receiver, you know, how much are you looking for that as your guy yeah. that's replacing Traylon Burks? And is he somebody who gets out there and gets some opportunities with the offense? Because, you know, maybe he's your fourth best option as a wide receiver but you need that guy in week one so I, that's a, he, you know well, i think this is good for not good for but like i think this might be open a door for reggie oppor to opportunistic for yeah reggie <clears throat> so eric asked is chris moore getting cut no chris moore's no. not going to get cut chris moore's on this team but I, I do think along with what you were saying there about the receiver situation chris moore and nwi are your two best special teamers in that room and I'm not talking yeah. about return. Like yeah, whenever no, yeah. I, I mean, whenever they're... we're whenever we're talking about how can you help on teams, it's not about being a return man. It's about being able to chase and tackle and and protect cover and kick. Build, cover. Yeah, and and so Chris Moore and NWI the best wide receivers at teams. And so if Reggie Roberson is on is that next guy because Birch is out, maybe it's because he's a a, a wide receiver option while Chris Moore and NWI need, might need a blow. Well, uh, and on... Reggie Roberson had some kick return experience at SMU. They've used him back there a little bit so far. And like, I, yeah, maybe he's the wide receiver beyond. And so it'll be interesting at least to see if they need to keep that sixth guy 
what it is that they look for. Because I think Colton Dowell is interesting as somebody who hasn't taken the best advantage of his opportunities. He's had a lot of trouble catching the football to me, but has also had big plays like yesterday where he gets open and makes big plays and is a very, very willing special teams tackler. And as a young rookie, that was a seventh round draft pick who has some potential projectability are the Titans wanting to keep him on the roster just to make sure they can keep him with the organization and not risk him getting scooped up by somebody. So I think Dowell and Reggie Roberson would be my two favorites right now. I think to get that last spot, if there is another one added with Traylon missing some time, um, I don't know. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, it definitely is interesting. Uh, no doubt about that. All right. It is eSports here live um, on this Thursday. Again, uh, Bone and Joint Doc Talk coming up uh, later on this morning, 1130 a.m. Central Time. Uh, but there were conflicting opinions about who won joint practice versus the Titans and the Vikings yesterday. So we're going to get to that. We'll play a video. I want to get Sam's perspective on what he thought overall outside of Traylon Burks there. Uh, so those conflicting opinions about who won day one of joint practices in Minnesota. But first, Farm Bureau Health Plans, there's no conflict here. Farm Bureau Health Plans can help save you money and get you better health coverage. That's the best of both worlds. It happened to Zach Bingham. He's saved 20% on his health coverage and gotten better rates and better coverage because he's got a better dental plan. He has a better vision plan for his contact situation. He's got health coverage provided to him as an entrepreneur, self-employed, like I am. It's tough for, you know, go out there and find a good, fair health plan. And Zach was able to make that happen uh, with Farm Bureau Health Plans. They've been helping out Tennesseans for over 75 years in every type of situation, whether it's Medicare for the senior citizens in your life, or maybe it's the young professional. Maybe you got a son or daughter. It's like 24, 25 years old. And you're like, get the heck off my health coverage and go get your own. Well, point them in the direction of Farm Bureau Health Plans. Or maybe you're that son or daughter that's about to get kicked the heck off your parents' plan. Farm Bureau Health Plans is where to go. FBHP.com slash ATOZ. Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, you place that wager with that bonus code ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app. And even if your wager loses, you get your money back and a second chance to win big. That's why they're the king of sportsbooks, and every game means more with BetMGM and BetMGM.com. Yeah, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions, subject qualification, all requirements. First online room, money wager, only rewards issued, knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem game sport, call Tennessee, red line 800 889 So, Sam, uh, I mentioned conflicting reports on who won Titans practice. Uh, let's go to the same guy that had the Traylon Burks practice injury, who is a Vikings fan, YouTuber, I believe. Uh, was up there in the stands, and uh, Leighton uh, Glodok, I believe is how you pronounce his name, had his perspective on what happened at the Vikings facility versus the Titans and the Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings just got embarrassed by the Tennessee Titans in their first joint practice. The Titans came out with a lot of energy right away. Malik Willis had this nice pass to a wide open Colton Dawell to get the Titans offense off to a hot start. On the other field, the Titans defense was causing a lot of havoc. So much so that Justin Jefferson even dropped this gimme of a pass. Tannehill hit Traylon Burks on this beautiful deep ball, but 
unfortunately, Traylon came up hobbling and didn't return to practice after. The Titans continued to work on defense, including this interception that they got right after picking off Kirk Cousins. The highlight of the Vikings day was this 90 plus yard punt from Ryan Wright. This is actually pretty crazy. I know it is only a joint practice, but the Titans looked good and the Vikings did not. So outside of mispronouncing Colton Dowell and Traylon Burks. Colton Dowell. Look, 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 there, there's, you know, unfamiliarity with names uh, from other teams who, you know, whatever. That, yeah, but fair. I, what <clears throat> I do think it is interesting to see what a Vikings perspective is um, of that. And so was curious, <clears throat> Sam, your opinion, how does that line up with what you saw? Because the Titans embarrassed the Vikings is a strong take. And I know there's multiple fields, a lot happening, and looked like he was sitting up in a grandstand that had a view of everything. You're obviously in a different situation, having to spend a lot of time on Traylon Burke's reaction and everything. So how does your opinion compare to what Leighton said there? Yeah, I mean, so I think people need to understand, too, what practices is like for those of us that are there and you know one of the negatives of it being a road joint practice is that I'm here alone and I don't have uh, yeah. you or Buck rising out here to kind of divide and conquer right that's something that we like to do at A to Z sports a lot of the time especially down in Nashville and it's what we're going to do when New England comes to town for joint practices because you've got two fields during joint practice one yeah. field is Titans offense versus Vikings defense one field is Vikings offense versus Titans defense. And it's impossible to pay attention to both at the same time. So you have right. to kind of choose where your attention's going to go. Luckily, yesterday, I was paying attention to the Titans offense and Traylon Burks got hurt. And that's where the most significant story of the day came was for the Titans offense. Typically, we'd have one of us doing one of, you know, we'd split it up. That yep. way we were getting the full idea. Um I don't agree with the idea that the the Titans embarrassed the Vikings during practice. I, I think that's a pretty silly notion from what we saw. I don't think it was all bad or all good for the Titans. Um, and frankly, I didn't feel like the offensive starters had a very good day. I, you know, I've seen people taking that clip and running with it on Twitter and saying, oh, Titans media has been so, so negative, but you know, it, at the end of the day, that was a Vikings fan with his perspective on what he saw from the Vikings. So here would, here's what I would say. The Titans defense was good. Roger McCreary yeah. intercepted Kirk Cousins on the second play of two-minute drill. Uh, Rashad Weaver had that interception of Nick Mullins on the second play of two-minute drill. They were all over the ball. They created a lot of turnovers and really bottled up Justin Jefferson. Uh, so the Titans defense was very good. Ryan Tannehill and the Titans offensive starters didn't really get much going. Honestly, the only play Ryan Tannehill and the Titans offensive starters hit was the deep ball to Traylon in which Traylon got hurt. Other than that, run game was pretty bottled up. A lot of incomplete passes, very minimal gains when they were throwing the ball. And mm -hmm. you have to consider, everybody needs to consider this. It was like 25 mile an hour wins. <laughs> yeah. Throwing the ball was damn near impossible. Like it was so tough for the offense and it makes sense that the defense for both teams probably got the better of the offense on both sides of the field. That makes a lot of sense. One-on-ones, a drill that you know, as well as I do, Austin designed for the wide receiver, like you should get open and catch a pass 
one-on-one with an entire football field, the work can create space. Majority of the throws the Titans threw in one-on-ones went incomplete, either because the receiver got no separation or it was a bad throw. Uh, I did not feel like the Titans offense did much of anything besides Malik Willis, who I thought was the best quarterback on the field yesterday. And I'm interested in seeing how he does today. Malik looked decisive throwing through wind was pretty accurate. Uh, what came out in seven on seven, four for four, including that deep ball, the dowel that you saw in that video from the Titans, uh, from the Vikings fan, he came out in team period. Ryan Tannehill comes out in team period with the ones. And it's like run that stopped pressure. And he has to spike it down a short gain. There wasn't a ton there. Malik comes out. It's a handoff to Spears who gets a big gain on the left side two quick completions for first downs to Harrison and Kiaris Jackson. And you just saw Malik operating at the line of scrimmage with a lot of confidence, continuing the momentum from Chicago, quick throws. And I talked to him after practice. I said, Malik, well, like what, what goes into those quick throws? Like, uh, is that just your mental clock being sped up this year? And he said, well, it's actually specific to today. I recognized early they were bringing a lot of pressure. And so I knew going into these snaps, all right, take the first option you have. Um, And that's what he did. They ran a two-minute drill, and I think he completed each of his first four passes, taking them down into Vikings territory. And then the drive got killed. There was like a minute 10. They had one timeout. They had already used their timeout. He got sacked. It killed the drive. And they were going against the wind, into the 25-mile-an-hour wind. But overall, I thought Malik looked pretty good. So that was the silver lining and the positive for the Titans offense. I don't think it's fair to say the Titans won, the Vikings won. I think the defense won the day, large in part, and Malik Willis looked good in the meantime. All right, so I want to get to more on that because I I did see uh, Jim Wyatt, excuse me, had a really good breakdown of both Titans quarterbacks, Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis. So we'll get to some of that, some more detail on Sam's opinion Malik Willis looked like the best quarterback on the field yesterday between the Titans and the Vikings. I didn't see too much Kirk Cousins, but I saw him get picked off, and I know Malik didn't do that. So Titans uh, defense had three interceptions on Vikings quarterbacks yesterday. But first, let me tell you guys about Aura, the app that's keeping me safe online, keeping Sam safe online too, because Aura protects you, uh, which is awesome. And they get rid of data brokers that are consistently pestering you with spam calls and junk mail in your email, in your mailbox. They also can help uh, check out your uh, password management and protection as well as credit and identity theft monitoring. And that I've been using Aura since April. So it's about four months at this point. And I've gotten less spam calls, robocalls, less junk mail, and less mail in my, in my inbox and in my email as well. And it took like five or six days for Aura to get rid of those data brokers that were selling my information to everybody pestering me. And we're going to give you a two-week free trial with Aura Services when you go to our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z, and sign up. Two weeks free, which is a great deal to make your life a little bit less annoying uh, with your cell phone and your email. So that's Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z for a two-week free trial with our sponsor, Aura. Today's show powered by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. Get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win with the King of Sportsbooks. A second chance to win big, even if your first wager loses. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up. It's betmgm.com and the BetMGM app. Uh, 
real quick, we got 25 likes on the show, guys. I know there's a lot of Malik Willis fans in the show. I just told you good news about Malik. Let's drop a like for Music City Malik here and give some love to the show this morning. Uh, And then number two, Austin, before we kind of transition here, Jason said, did Levis not play yesterday? And I do want to, you know, preface this by saying, they the Titans did what they like to do in joint practices, which is Tannehill, Willis, Tannehill, Levis. So yeah. it was a majority of Ryan Tannehill and less of a even rotation. So Will got limited reps compared to what he normally would get. And to be fair, I missed the a really like he looked good in seven on seven. He I think he completed all four of his passes in seven on seven. Will Levis did as well. They weren't quite as downfield big shots as Willis was taking, but he was at least efficient in that. And I did miss his 11 on 11 period early on because I was dealing with Traylon Burks's thing. So I don't know how Will did in that. I would have to ask yeah. somebody about that. So and then here's he did what, not get a two minute drill at the end. It, yeah. Only Tannehill and Willis got two minute drills. Here's what Jim White has on TennesseeTitans.com. Levis didn't, and this is reading directly from Jimmy's report. Levis didn't have a whole lot of opportunities. He was four of four in seven on seven period, including a strike to receiver Reggie Roberson. Levis completed a short pass uh, in a team period as well, but Tannehill and Willis led the days with the ones and twos respectively. Yeah. Uh, so Jimmy on Ryan Tannehill's day, uh, energy picked up after a sloppy start in one-on-ones and seven-on-seven when the offense had a few passes broken up, but Tannehill got in a groove after that on some short routes and screens. Tannehill went seven of nine in the first seven-on-seven, Followed up with seven to nine in the first extended team 11 on 11 drill. Best pass of the day was the Burks injury play. He was six of seven on the final two minute drill that failed to produce points. Uh, he was 20 of 25 in seven on seven and 11 on 11 combined from Jim Wyatt. Uh, only threw one ball away due to quick, quick pressure from the Vikings and had one batted down at the line of scrimmage. So three balls fell to the turf after a throwaway and a bat down uh, of Tannehill. Yeah, I, listen, I, I would – that's great stuff by Jimmy getting every rep and knowing, you know, it's hard. It, it's yeah. fast-paced out there. Yeah. Um, I would say to Titans fans out there – by the way, Dylan, I, yeah, the mic is better audio. Uh, and he is in a hotel room. I, and I am in a hotel room. <laughs> um, but the mic is better audio. But <laughs> Hotel I, I, room's I, echo. <laughs> I would say to Titans fans out there, don't – like I wouldn't read so much into completion percentage during these like drills. Uh, Ryan Tannehill did complete a lot of passes. But a lot of them are checkdowns or balls that he threw after a lot – like a while after probably a coverage sack in real time especially in seven on seven, like if you're not able to get the ball out quickly, you know, what is the, is that really a win for the offense on a rep? So I like, I don't think Ryan Tannehill was bad. He certainly, I think Jim's report is accurate, picked it up late early on. It was bad. That first seven on seven was bad. And the one-on-ones were horrific dealing with the wind. It was bad. No other way to put it. And then I think it picked up late where there was some more, like more completions, more efficient passing, just not a whole lot of big gains. I mean, it was a lot of check downs, a lot of screens and short stuff, which is fine. You take what the defense gives you. Um, But that's why I say, I think Malik was the best guy out there. Like it was second team defense going against him. Keep that in mind. But I think Malik had the most completions that were like, 
actually pushing the football down the field and, and significant offensive wins. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, you know, here's look, whenever there's wind like that, it's tougher. But here's what Jimmy says about Malik. I thought quarterback Malik Willis had a really good day, completed all four of his passes in seven on seven, including a touchdown strike to rookie Colton Dowell that was wide open. We saw that earlier in that video. Completed his next two passes, and there's where I, and here's where I might have missed a throw or two after the Burks injury is what Jimmy says. Uh, but notice Willis was locked in. I don't think I realized how hot Willis was until I started tallying up his notes afterwards because Jim Wyatt's count, 13 of 14 on the day. Yep. And hit and hit Kiaris Jackson on a deep ball too. Yep. Um, I mean, that that's what it was. And that, that we, I think that was the reaction from all of us. It was like, okay, nice little four for four from a league. Good rep there. And then you're like, oh, okay, nice little 11 on 11 from a league there. And then he starts kind of letting it rip in uh, the the two-minute drill at the end. And I think I looked at Tehran and I said, has, uh, has Malik thrown an incompletion yet today? Like, I don't remember seeing a ball hit the turf from Malik. Mm. And we started to realize, okay, yeah, he he's doing his thing here. And, and given the conditions, really impressive stuff. Yep, for sure. So, uh, look, interesting notes, Sam. We'll be back out there on the practice field uh, later today. Again, we do have the Bone and Joint Institute Doc Talk segment coming up later on this morning at 1130 central time. So just creeping up here on us with uh, Dave Kempfert of the bone and joint Institute, the lead physical therapist to talk about the trailing Brooks LCL sprain. Uh, so we'll get to that, but Sam, I want to know what you've been doing as twin city, Sam, the last couple of nights, because you're just up there rolling solo for A to Z sports. There is some Titans media up there with you, but I want to know twin city, Sam's twin city report. Uh, because the Magic Bucket is in Nashville and not at my house. The Magic Bucket is at your place. Uh, so Twin City Sam and his Twin City report here. But first, want to thank Wilson County Hyundai for making all of our industry topics possible. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where you should turn. Make them a part of your new car buying process because they are fantastic. Payne Bone and his team that he's built in Lebanon has done a great job over the last several decades of helping uh, middle Tennesseans out, find their new ride. And that's WilsonCountyHyundai.com in Lebanon. Once again, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. So Sam, your twin city, Sam, twin city report. How do you feel about uh, Minneapolis? Is this your first time in this town? Yeah. So this isn't my first time okay. in Minneapolis. It's really the first time I've gotten to experience it though. A little bit. I, I came maybe when I was 18, 19, like it was like, it was a bit ago, but I got mono while I was here. Ugh. Yeah. And then I was like down for like three weeks after that. So it was like, I, I got like one and a half days in Minneapolis before I got mono and I went down I saw mall of America. So that was sweet, but that's basically all I got to do. I didn't get to check out the baseball, uh, go check out some baseball at target field. I did get to do that uh, on Tuesday after I got in. I got, you know, settled into my hotel and I was like, well, I need something to do tonight. There's a Twins game on. So I I went to uh, Facebook, found a ticket, got a ticket <laughs> and I uh, Ubered over to Target Field and hung out and, uh, you know, had a great time. It was dollar hot dog day. OK, so bonus point. So I get I give Target Field a seven point nine. I originally gave it an eight point four. But I think I gave like 0.5 for it being dollar hot dog day and me just being happy about sitting there with a with a Corona extra and a dollar hot dog, you know, with my feet kicked up down the first baseline. 
very unique ballpark. Had a good time. Met up with Teron Davenport at the at the game. You know, we we got to watch some baseball, take it in together. It was a good time on Tuesday night. So uh, big win there for Minneapolis uh, mm-hmm. and enemy territory for me as a White Sox fan. But unfortunately, did enjoy the game. And I try and anytime I go to a baseball game, I try and see something different. And there were some fun things that happened at uh, in that Twins game on Tuesday night. Uh, so if, if target field in Minnesota is a 7.9, yeah. what's, what's the white Sox stadium for you? Cause I, that's your home field, right? Yeah. Probably like a, probably a 6.9 or a seven one. Like the white okay. Sox is very cookie cutter, excellent food, best food in baseball at the white Sox stadium. Now you, you, you say that like it's a Homer take, read the, read the magazines. Oh, the White yeah. Sox are known for their food. Read the magazines, everybody. The White Sox have any, the best food. The any, magazines. Any, you go to a food network, best baseball, best food, baseball ballparks. White Sox are going to be number one. That's a guarantee. They have the best food in the game. The ballpark is very generic. It's very boring. There's not a ton to do. Uh, so it, it's very average. I'd give it like, right at like an even seven, seven, one. Uh, but the Twins is about definitely above average. It's definitely maybe in that top twelve to ten range uh, in in the league. Right at a seven point nine is what I'm giving it. Unique vibe. Um, okay. Top three MLB stadiums for Jacob Ray. This is interesting. No, it, it, no, we don't have time for this. Yeah, not, that's not true. Today. Uh, not today. <laughs> I haven't, haven't been to all of them either. Um, last well, night we Twin got City, yeah Twin City Sam report. Last night went to. I think it was, I'm trying to remember the name of this place, Woodfire Grill, something like that. Paul Kaharski sent me a recommendation for dinner. I uh, had a little bit of a Titans media dinner. Paul Kaharski, Nick Suss, and I uh, went to Woodfire Grill, whatever it was. I got a linguine with shrimp uh, and some chicken. I give it, the food was pretty nice. It's like an, it was like an 8-1 linguine, to be honest with you. 8-1 linguine vibe of the place probably like a seven six just kind of like your average that's pretty like, good though that's, that's it high. it was slightly above average like average steakhouse slightly okay. but but like the food was eight one and my linguine at least was but i like a nice pesto sauce and just about anything so you know that was good so far minneapolis good experience titans oh this is a good one vikings practice facility Nine six, nine point six. <laughs> Best practice facility I've ever seen. They have a stadium just for the fans to play football in, like in practice, like yeah. a, a stadium, a stadium, like a press box. Uh, it's it's massive what they've got going on over there in Minnesota. So it, it there's levels to this whole practice facility thing, going from St. Thomas Sports Park to uh, what the Vikings have up here in Egan, Minnesota. So that that was a, a standout for me. We'll see where I end up tonight. I've got a friend from college that lives in the area. Him and I are going to probably check out some dinner, maybe head back to Mall of America. There's a good Wahlburgers in the Mall of America. So might, uh, <laughs> might, might, go, might go mess up some Wahlburgers tonight. We'll see. Yeah, Make it a good trip. Sam's all over the place. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm flexible here. I like it. I like it. Great report here, Sam. All right. You got one more day of joint practices. We'll, we'll talk about all everything that happens uh, tomorrow as well. What's up? Noah. Eight one, eight point one on a scale of ten. Eight point one, not a. I know what a one is. Come on now, which you shouldn't be using. A one. No, I use it sometimes. Eh, shouldn't be using that. Unless you, yeah, it's, you it, shouldn't. It, yeah, you shouldn't. A, the new a one is S tier. I just say uh, it's S tier. It's like yeah. 
All right, Sam, we got practice coming up later today. And also the doc talk segment, the bone and joint Institute doc talk about Traylon Burks and his ACE is LCL sprain. Excuse me. So we'll get to that 1130 AM central, but make sure you do like the show on your way out, hit that thumbs up button. Cause there's always way more people watching that have actually hit that thumbs up. So we need you guys to do that for us. That would be fantastic. Sam will have more content coming out after practice and during practice, honestly, uh, for Titans Vikings day two. We'll see you guys at 1130 for Doc Talk. Uh, appreciate it as always.